This is Pilliter. Today is March the 5th, 2023. I'm here with Cartrell Prane, and today's guest is Nikki Reed. Hi, Nikki. So, Nikki, what have you been up to, and what do you think about uh, politics recently as of March 2023? Uh, for me, it's, it's pretty much the same old shit. Um it's basically writing and therapy. So, recovered agoraphobic and amateur historian. Um, as far as the politics go, um, we're circling the drain. Uh, this is the, the end days of the American empire. Uh, it's going to get weird or it gets worse. And then hopefully better. Um, but that's only if we can get enough people to get their shit together. Um, kind of in a survivalist mentality. Uh, I'm trying very, very hard to get other queer people to get in that mentality as well, uh, which isn't always easy. A lot of people want to join the parade, want to be included in this thing. And I keep trying to tell people that, you know, you're signing up for the Titanic. Things going down. We got to prepare. Yeah. We got to I mean, prepare yeah. for what comes after. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know if you heard about that whole Hershey thing, you know, but we're like, um, I think it was, well, Hershey, the chocolate company, they put like a transgender person on like their thing. You know, right wingers, they're getting butt hurt about it. Everybody, yeah, but I, I'm sure I will. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's, I mean, corporate free for all of, you know, who gets who gets to be on what commercial just seems totally pointless to me. I, I really I honestly, I, I, I liked it better when they, they when they ignored us because um, then we could do our own thing and not have it totally polluted by these giant corporations. And the reality is, is they don't really give a shit about us. They just oh, hell no. I mean, you want to use this like. like they want to use it like uh, us, like human shields, you know, if, if, if Hershey is nice to transgender people, then maybe they won't look into the fact that they get all their, their cow from slaves and in, in, in the Congo, you know, it's, it's, it's all bullshit. I mean, yeah. You know, like if Hershey cared so much about the gay community, then how come they didn't, how come the CEO of Hershey in the sixties didn't like bail out people who were arrested during Stonewall? Yeah. Like, where did that work? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, hit, it, it wasn't hip then. It wasn't hip to be nice to us back then, but now it's hip to be nice to us and I'm supposed to get excited. You know, I don't, I, I don't want to have anything to do with those people. Um, yeah. And plus Hershey is over. And plus, Hershey chocolate bar is overrated. Like, there's better chocolate bars like oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I never, I mean, I thought, like, I never really considered Hershey to be like a top chocolate bar. It always, like, was kind of mediocre to me. No, I think, I think Hershey owns pretty much all the chocolate bars. I'm pretty sure they make Snickers. Or is that more? Or are they the same? I can't. I can never keep up with the corporations. They all keep combining into into one bigger and bigger blob. 
I'm, like, I'm pretty bougie about my own chocolate taste. I tend to buy stuff from local places. Homemade stuff. Um, that cost me a little bit much. I mean, yeah, you know, like, and you know, all of these big corporations, you know, like Disney is buying up everything. Yeah, uh, uh, Disney's a colossus. Um, and everything they touch turns the shit. Uh, the, the whole Star Wars thing um, was already pretty, it was already, it wasn't going in a, in, in a good direction to begin with, but basically, you know, when, once Disney has its hands on it, it's it's just going to turn into big business. Um, they they They'll have a vampire that sucks our things instead of blood. So I, I generally, I generally do my my able best to kind of stay away from anything they're connected to. But because of their size, that becomes harder and harder to do. Unfortunately, I've never really found. I've never really found things to be particularly interesting. Anything done really. But, you know, it's with with them, like everybody else, being nice to queer people is kind of a new hit thing. And it, it, they, they want that market. They want not just the market of people that are, I mean, the amount of people that are queer in this country is still relatively small. The amount of people who want to be seen as being nice to queer people, you know, which is usually your typical cis hetero well, liberal, that's much larger. I think I honestly think that they're marketing more towards the people who want to be seen as being nice to minorities than the minorities themselves. Uh, my own personal opinion. I know some queer people who've been hoodwinked uh, who, who buy into it, and part of me doesn't blame them. Um, you know, when I was a kid, and there was nobody on TV who looked anything like the way I felt, and that was pretty scary. So, I mean, the, the part of me wants, you know, part of me wants kids to know that it's okay to be different, um, but the last people who should be teaching kids how to be different is wall fucking Disney. So it's, it's a very, very strange, strange time to be a queer person. I think it's a strange time to be in anything. Um, I kind of felt like I had searched my entire life for my tribe. And when I finally found them, they're being poached by corporations. So it's, it's very, very odd, very odd world we're living in. Um, personally, fingers crossed that I've been kind of waiting on bated breath for the collapse of Western civilization for a while now. I think that's our best hope. Otherwise, I think we're, we're as a species, we're pretty much fucked. I mean, yeah, you know, like, um, 
I mean, we are kind of fucked. You know, the golden age of America, if it ever existed, it's over. It's like our oceans are polluted, our politicians are stupid, and everyone hates each other. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always been bad, but it's it's gotten worse and worse, and it's gotten bad to the point where increasingly even normal people can't deny it anymore. Uh, and yeah, it, it, the environmental devastation is is really, really heinous. I mean, that's kind of if this civilization that we currently exist in does not collapse, um, then we will earn the wrath of God. It's basically what we're looking at. I see climate change as kind of being a way of the planet correcting its errors. Um, people are fucking around too much in ways that are not beneficial anything natural. If they continue doing that, they will be erased, you know, through floods, through famines, through whatever. Um, people don't get it. If they do not get their shit together, then there's not going to be much left. Um, in the worst case scenario, the only thing more existentially dangerous than climate change is, is nuclear weapons. Um, so if people continue to push it with, with the, all this World War Three new Cold War bullshit, you know, if America could continue to try to build bases around China and Russia, we're all going to be blown the shit as we cockroaches left. So, honestly, I think our best hope, as fucked up as it sounds, is kind of a Mad Max scenario. Where society is... It's not going to be easy. I'm not one of those people who, who... I mean, part of me wants to romanticize it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but... At the same time, you know, people are going to die. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be rough. Um, there's going to be war. There's going to be violence. There is already. It'll be much on a much smaller and more intimate level. Um, but I think starting over is the best thing, thing that we can hope for. Shuffling uh, the deck. Um, and that's why I think people need to be prepared for that. You know, people need to be prepared to kind of make their own shit to be able to defend themselves. You know, I have I have a very very small little plan of queer hillbillies, and we're learning how to make candles and shoot guns and things like that because um, that's what's going to come down to. It's land and guns. I mean, that's that's really what it all comes down to. What you love. And your ability to be able to manage land and guns is going to affect your ability to influence the future. Um, so if you really do care about egalitarianism, if you really do care about a more communal, uh, equal society, you're going to have to fucking survive it in order to get it. So, I mean, you kind of have to be a little bit Nietzsche, even if you want to be a little bit Marx. That's what it's going to come down to. And really, it's the size of civilization that's the problem. 
that was the problem all along. I mean, that's, that's kind of what has brought us to this. You know, it's these massive technological states, these kind of massive industrial states that are capable of creating levels of pollution that can bring down an entire society, that can create bombs that can obliterate entire cities in the blink of an eye. You know, village states can't do that. You, know, you, you have, you have a, a little city state, they're not, they're not going to be capable of doing that. And that's what, that's what a lot of the people in the modern environmental movement don't seem to get. They seem to believe that we can cure problems of mass society with mass societal reactions, which is just not going to happen. The UN is the problem. The Westphalian nation state is the problem. You're not going to fix that problem by creating another gigantic organization to fix it. You're just going to end up in the same hole. So people need to rethink. Um, people need to break things down as small as possible. And honestly, the way I see it right now, it's, it's a survival game. I do not see... I do not see us continuing to exist uh, as a civilization as we are now unless we completely self-destruct. So, I mean, you kind of have the choice between collapse and apocalypse. I used to think it was revolution or apocalypse. Um, no, no, I, I, I'm, I've kind of left that behind with a lot of the other, a lot of my other former Marxist notions. Uh, I've, I've kind of evolved from a, uh, I guess from, from a libertarian socialist mindset to a more primitivist positive mindset. Um, part of that is just reacting to what I see going on. It doesn't work. You know, I think when it comes to any kind of revolutionary politics, you have to be able to admit, okay, this did not work. You know, tried revolution thing. We tried state socialism. It just gave us more bullshit, more of the same. Where do we go from here? What did work? And what did work for the longest period of time were small tribal societies. We had communism before we had the state. Uh, small, small communal groups. That's where it worked. That's where you know every kind of society works. You know, we saw capitalism work in, in Iceland before before they were introduced to Christianity. So I mean, I, I'm a strong believer that all kinds of societies can work, but only when they're very small. So I think size. Size matters. But when it comes to civilization, it's better to have a small dick. I guess you could say. Yeah, so um, what do you think about the phalange? Because I know before you, you said you considered them dicks, but sometimes they have different <laughs> ideas. I consider most people to be dicks. Um, no, I mean... They're a little too much into the whole Catholic conservatism. 
I survived the worst of that in my childhood. I went to Catholic school for a decade. I don't want anything to do with Catholicism ever again. They seem to kind of romanticize Catholicism. Um, I mean, I can kind of get that, you know? I mean, there's there's part of me, even after all the abuse, that still looks to, you know, the ritualism and, and, and the artistry and, and that Catholicism has with a certain touch of nostalgia, but they build too much of society around it. It's too, it's too authoritarian. I do like... I do like their emphasis on syndicalism. You know, I think that that's really the only way that you can run a factory and end in slavery is, is through workplace democracy. I do think that, I, I think that the, the syndicalists on the left in Spain, they probably would have been better off keeping it with the than they would with the communists. And the phalanges probably would have been better off teaming up with the anarchists than they were with, with Franco and all of his assholes. Um, but that's time machine shit. You can't go back in time. You can't put the shit back on the donkey, as Tony Soprano used to say. But, you know, when it comes to any kind of mass movement, most of them are dicks. <laughs> but, you know, even... I generally side with the anarchist syndicalists when it comes to Spain. There were there were plenty of dicks there, though. You know, there were plenty of people there that just wanted to shoot people and steal shit. That's that's just part of part of the revolution. It's part of the reason why I've kind of moved further and further away from traditional revolution, from this idea of overthrowing something. I think dropping out is generally a little bit better, you know. Back to the farm and then end it with everything you got. Put your back to the ocean mentality. But the phalanges, I would say the number one problem is the Catholicism. I cannot make peace with that. Unless Catholics ditch the Vatican. Maybe then. Um, but the Catholic Church has just done so much damage to people. And the places where it is where it's the most powerful is I mean, go to Ireland. Well, there's like 70% of people in Ireland have PTSD from their childhoods growing up in Catholic institutions. The amount of people that have been abused there is just absolutely absurd. And I, part of me really admires the Catholic culture when I come from. Um, but allowing the church that amount of power, allowing any institution that amount of power, is just is just absolutely insane. And I don't think the phalanges were very realistic. And again, they see they didn't seem to really prize freedom very much. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Jose Primo. Uh, yeah, he. I'm not exactly an expert like you are. Though. You you know way more about the movement than I do. You're constantly dropping yeah, yeah, people I mean, out yeah, her. Yeah, but, you know, Jose Antonio. He was an aristocrat. 
he didn't really care much for the common people. He was kind of yeah. elitist. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, elitists can be great artists. I think they should stay the hell out of politics. You know, Salvador Dali was a great artist. Uh, put that man in in charge of anything bigger than a painting. Uh, forget about it. He's a fucking dictator. I generally think that people with that kind of mindset are better off painting or making music. Uh, Charlie Manson made some great music. Uh, I in charge of a dozen teenage prostitutes. Bad shit happens. You know, Hitler probably should have stuck the painting. He wasn't very good at it. Maybe he should have found something else. I generally have have a theory that those kind of authoritarian people with that kind of authoritarian mindset should try to stick to trying to control something smaller than people. Uh, stick to the canvas. Uh, stick to to music, to movies, um, something like that. Trier um, is a good example. That the guy would be absolutely heinous in charge of a gun. People, most of the people who work on his movies are, are traumatized. Um, but if you put that guy in charge of a uh, of you know Denmark, it would it would be the Khmer Rouge in twenty four seven. A disaster. So my general my general suggestion towards people that of an elite mindset is to direct it towards art. That, that's kind of the best suggestion I can make with that. With that. Because I've known, some, I've known some evil artists that I wouldn't throw down a flight of stairs. I can't say the same people in politics. I mean, yeah, you know, like, oh crap! That reminds me. I watched something funny earlier about Herman Cain. God, you, um, in that was that that was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, in a messed up sort of way, I'm kinda of gonna miss him. I mean he was so silly, like a nine 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 plant. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny? The fact that he he was winning for like five minutes, though. The, the, the Republican field was that bad that the the nine 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 guy was the top contender for about fifteen seconds. He probably yeah. better than Romney, though. To be honest. Yeah, the, the dude was. His thing was, is he wasn't really a politician per se. Like he was the owner of some shitty pizza place called yeah. Godfather's Pizza. I don't remember. I, I it was something like that. Yeah, he was. He was a. He was a. Uh, I wouldn't say he was a small business owner. He was like a medium-sized business owner. He wasn't like tycoon level. Uh, kind of a B-grade corporate poncho. Yeah, plus he had like some weird commercials for his candidacy back in the day. Well, I mean, that's kind of what he, what he was good at. He was good at getting people's attention. He was good at, he, he's, he's the kind of guy who would probably be snack, selling, you know, snake oil solutions and stuff back in the old west, you know, or, or working as a, as a carnival barker or something like that. Or, or used car salesman. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used car salesman would be would be excellent. And that that's kind of um that's kind of what Donald Trump is, really. Um so part of me almost wonders if Herman Cain would have waited another four years. Maybe maybe he would have been president. I don't think we'd be in, in, in any better or worse space than we are now either way. He probably Herman Cain probably would have been a one term president. Like he was Oh yeah, yeah. I mean Trump was probably yeah. he's gonna try again, but I don't think he's gonna make it. He's yeah, because Ron DeSantis it's starting to become really popular with Republicans. I can't stand that guy. Me neither. I, He's but, Ron, Ronald Reagan part two. Yeah. I mean, I'll say something about Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, he was a dick, but he had charm. Ron DeSantis is like Reagan without the charm. Yeah, that's true. But other people seem to be charmed by him for some reason. Really? That has the personality of a grapefruit. I know, I know. The guy, he's, he's fucking gross, but my mom's in love with him. He's doing you. something right. You know, it's, he's, he seems to have won over a lot of the Trump people, which is pretty amazing considering that he's kind of a stereotypical swamp creature. The, the kind of guy that Trump was running against. But, you know, he did what Reagan did. Reagan wasn't a real conservative either. either. He just, he, he played the Christian right thing, you know. He bashing queer people and minorities to cover up the fact that he's just another neoliberal corporate sponge. So, I mean, that's, I've seen it before, and it, the sad thing is it seems to be working. Um, I never thought I would hope Trump would win a lot. <laughs> but I, I would, honestly, I would enjoy nothing better than, than to see him beat Ron DeSantis. I absolutely despise that. I mean, it's one thing if you're gonna be a if you're gonna be a fag basher, that's one thing. But if you're gonna be a fag basher and a warmonger, I can't. That's too much. I can't do that. We are reaching at the end of the podcast. Uh, Nikki, is there any links you'd like to share or upcoming projects that you're doing? Um. Well, my blog is Exile in Happy Valley. Um. You can usually see my stuff first on Attack the System. Uh, I have I have an article out this week on uh, Jimmy Carter on both you know the demons and the better side of his nature, complicated creature. Um, and I'm I'm usually on Counterpunch on the weekends most of the time when I when I don't piss anybody off too much. When I'm a good girl, they let me on Counterpunch. Cartrell, is there anything else you'd like to ask? Oh, nah, not really. All I don't want people. All I want to say is, um, uh, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, it's always nice to nice to nice to uh, shoot the shit. Yeah, I'm trying to be like the Black Howard Stern, the king of all media. <laughs> I would like to see that. It will happen. <laughs> I'm. I know uh, I'm going to make it happen. This uh, podcast was brought to you by pilleater.substack.com, uh, youtube.com slash pilleater and all other affiliate links.